everyone, welcome back to Wish Upon a Star. I'm Amanda. I'm Frodo the Lawyer, and thank you again for coming back for episode four. You know, we've, we didn't know if we'd make it this far, but each step we get further and further towards, I don't know, Disney Nirvana. Making more podcasts than NSYNC had al- albums. Yeah, that's that's a good a good goal to have, I guess. I don't it's know, good, what is that, three? Is that? Yeah, it's a pretty good base goal. I mean, actually, I'm going to look it up. How many, hey Siri, how many, no, I didn't mean to actually say it. It was a, it was a joke, Siri, come on. How many albums does NSYNC have? Fun fact, when you just put how many albums, the first thing that comes up is how many di- Diamond albums does Jay-Z have? That's not relevant to my conversation. So, I'm just sitting back and enjoying the show. I'm I'm <laughs> not going to get involved. Perfect. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and there's a ninth one listed that does not have a cover album. Like, does not have any cover art for it? It's probably a compilation. Probably, but we've got No Strings Attached, Celebrity, mm-hmm. Home for Christmas, and Sync is the original one. The Winter Album, Greatest Hits. Okay, well that's cheating a little bit. And the essential end sync and 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 the collection. I don't count those. Yeah, so I would say I would say six, five, five or six. six. Okay. Well, we'll get there someday. Um, but before we get there, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about a song you all may have heard of, which oh, is yeah. "Whistle Whilst Thou Work." Work. Wait. No. It is "Whistle While You Work." Uh, whistle while wh- whistle while you work. All right, well, we're doing Whistle While You Work. This is episode four. Yeah, we are. Uh, It's a song you all may have heard of, and we've brought back another person that you all may have heard of if you listen to episode three, and that is our guest host, Tori. So, Tori, welcome on back to Wish Upon a Star. Are you still there? I want you two to know that the fact that I I heard you speaking about my beloved NSYNC before it was (laughs) my turn to chime in was really... (laughs) A massive struggle for me. Uh, I'm glad to be here, and I hope NSYNC comes up again this episode. We will increase your podcast stipend to make up for your troubles. But even as uh, a super fan, I was um, downright shocked by the number of claimed albums NSYNC has. Um, right, that, but that, Google that has is, lied to me a lot today. That is not at all the guess I would have uh, <laughs> leveled in terms of Okay, according albums. to the Wikipedia article, NSYNC discography... Discography, that's a weird word. Um, American boy band and sync has released three studio albums and 18 singles. All right. That- Can I, yeah, th- three studio albums is what we should focus upon. And then three yeah. compilation albums. Right. That's interesting that, like, your number of greatest hit albums would be equivalent to the number of albums you Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are those just your albums place. then? Um, interesting, Amanda, is your pronunciation of in sync. What did I say? You, you say a really hard N there. Yeah, I, I, I say N sync. I don't say in sync. Yeah, in sync. N sync. I don't know. Guys. I, don't, I can't hear what I'm saying anymore. My world is dying and everything is fire. Bye, 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 bye. All right, time out, everyone. Tori, say the name of the band that performs that song. In sync. And. Sync. And sync. Now, now I'm starting to question myself, you guys. Well, I'm questioning myself. Well, it's obviously a play on the the phrase in sync. Yeah, but, but is that I how their you name. Say it? I think. I mean, there is like a like an asterisky star next to the and N. a capital N. Yeah. Well, the I whole always... word is capitalized. Um, I'm trying to think back what? to like watching Carson Daly on TRL circa like 
1999 and how he how he went for it. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think back to watching like Nick Jr. in 1999 and how they said it. Yeah, I'm not getting anything. No. We get it as a joke because you're, you're old, Dory. Yeah, no, I, I got that joke. I, <laughs> I want to uh, make sure you heard it because of your bad ears. Yeah, no, you probably, you probably weren't allowed to watch Carson Daly no. on uh, TRL when you were No, I was not. It was too, too risque for you. Yeah, those of that's us, true. Those of us who uh, were coming home from our sophomore year of high school, we had cool stuff going on. <laughs> I will also state for the record that I, um, I walked to the mall... Uh, the day the the second Backstreet Boys album came out in 1999, so that I could make sure I got it the very first day. I just wanted to put that on air so that everybody well, knows. I once saw yeah. NSYNC in concert briefly. Wow. <laughs> briefly. Yeah, <laughs> well, we sort of, I sort of walked past it. It was at Disney, and we weren't like there to see them. It was just when I was living in Orlando, like as a child, not as an adult. I sort of walked past, and my and I was like, oh hey, I reckon it was a, a holiday concert. I was like, I recognize those guys. N sync. Yeah, they, they were often on the. <laughs> it was Nickelodeon had their uh, Nick video pick show, which was like it was like Kitty TRL, and and it was always like N sync or else eighteens uh, or like all over that. I don't know if you guys remember. I'm gonna, stop, I'm gonna stop questioning myself officially. Insofar as all of you were clearly like infantile <laughs> once N sync was kicking it, um, and thus cannot be trusted to properly pronounce the name of the group. Which I will again, I will now say, if it turns out that I am just making a <laughs> foolish claim, is doubly embarrassing. Um, anyway, send my piece on that matter. The best part is whistle while you work. Bam, it got is a as fact. though that side conversation was one hundred percent relevant to our business. Here. Okay, we left off, and we were uh, we were just led through the forest by the animals. Snow White's looking for uh, for her home, right? Is that that's what you were called as mm-hmm. well, Amanda. You you were there. You were there, right? I was there. I was there. You see that third tree from the left? No, look a little bit further. No, zoom in. Oh God, not that close. You there you we were are. there. You were there for the filming of uh, Snow White. You were you were there in person. I'm ten thousand years old. That's that's how old this film is. Good. Yeah. <laughs> this is a historically accurate podcast in every. Regard. Tori, do you have any any memory of what happened, or are you you're just yes no? Um. Sorry. I, Did you do I your will, homework? I will confess um, that I that I pleaded with you to be on this podcast, and then I did um, absolutely nothing to prepare. So, in fact, what happened is uh, she they she got to the tourist cottage. She knocked on the door. There was no answer. Uh, she then opened the door and just walked on in you. and said, "Is anyone here again?" No response. But instead of leaving, she turns to the animals, shushes them, and they just barge right on in and, and make it their own little their own little hangout pad. Really I wonder um, no one cut her heart out before now. This wait, so is yeah. there is there evidence to suggest that people do currently reside pe- people or dwarves of any sort oh, yeah. do currently I mean reside, it's like, a disaster. So she is she's entering knowingly someone else's home. Yeah. Yes, it, it it's pretty clear that this is a, at least a trespass, uh, to put on my the oh, lawyer yes, hat. Uh it, it's it's a it's probably a trespass. I mean, it it's it clearly an occupied home. It's not like this has been uh, abandoned or something. Um, oh wow, guys! So. I got to assert real quick. I was um, I was recently driving across the great state of North Dakota. I got an Airbnb for the evening, um, and was it just I, a bison? I realized I was not going to make it to my Airbnb until like 
well after midnight. And I felt really bad because I knew that this was like a couple with a young kid. And I was like, oh, God, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, you know, like I thought I was going to get here sooner. And the woman was like, it's totally fine. Um, anyway, th this is about to be like a hashtag things that are only said in North Dakota. She was like, we will just like leave the door unlocked. Just let, just let yourself in um, and, and sort of like find, find the bedroom with an open door and, and just, you know, just put yourself to bed. And I have to say, like, I triple, quadruple checked that address, but like you show up at a random house in the middle of nowhere, like well after midnight and you're instructed to just walk in and find a bedroom. Like I was just so deeply panicked. You snow whited. Um, I was afraid I was pulling a snow white. Like what if I had like gone to the wrong house and just walked in and put myself to bed? Maybe no one in North Dakota locks their door. Anyway, that would be almost a, a Goldilocks situation, you know, but it's true. But, but Snow White is not Goldilocks. <laughs> she doesn't, you know, eat everything. She in fact does the opposite. She, she, puts everything back together and cleans it. Well, not her personally, but she... I sure didn't, I sure didn't do that. But uh, Snow White hatches a plan that if she can get everything all cleaned up, maybe the dwarves... Well, she doesn't know the dwarves. She actually refers to them as uh, as the children, as, as seven children. Because uh, that's they, much more likely to be right. seven children living by themselves. Right. In, with, the with, in the woods. In the woods. Hansel and Gretel just... <laughs> Got excited. It's like a, a rural orphanage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, she, yeah, she refers to them as orphans. Uh, and uh, then she, she, so her idea is that they will uh, let her stay. Actually, uh, just a side note, uh, when she does refer to the children as orphans, because she doesn't know who they are, the, the shot actually pans to the, the baby deer and mama deer that we have in our little gang. And I wonder if that's like a little Disney foreshadowing of, uh, of Bambi, you know? Orphan, uh, orphan deer. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, probably not. But you know. But it could be. It could be. Uh, w one thing I also read in in my little book that I that I read. Yes. Um, which, whose name I can't recall right now, but <laughs> I read that the dwarves in the original Grim Fairy Tale were actually very clean, and for whatever reason, uh, mm -hmm. Disney because he's obsessed with the women being the ones that that do the cleaning, uh, thought that they should be messy and, and Snow White should be the one that cleans them. So, uh, food for thought. I love I love the sort of, like, revisionist history of the house being really clean and Snow White entering and being like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> just, just making a huge damn mess. I, I like <laughs> sort of picturing that whistle while you work. <laughs> She's just breaking yeah, that's the sort of thing I would do if I entered into a stranger's home in the woods. Like, ooh, <laughs> whistle, this is whistle fun. while you f up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, she shows up, as we were saying, she starts, she's, it's not that she starts cleaning. Uh, in fact, the, the intro to the song, she's actually ordering the animals around a bit. And I don't know if you guys picked up on that. It's not great. But, uh, yeah, she, she actually doles out four tasks. It's kind of like in the, the pre-song little rhyme. She goes, you wash the dishes. You tidy up the room. You clean the fireplace. And I'll sit here and watch. <laughs> Essentially, it's she like, says... It's like without a man to govern things, like the woman takes over the man's role and the animals take on the woman's role. What do you think happens when a woman is also not present and it's just animals? Do they, like, order around an animal? I mean, that's, that's what the woods are. Yeah. <laughs> there are places where animals go... 
ungoverned. By I don't want to break it to you, Tori, but let me talk to you about a thing I like to call nature. <laughs> I mean, they all went around and found Snow White in the middle of the woods. So maybe they were just like, we really need a woman right now. And then they found her. They're like, yes, lead us, lead us, lady. So Peter Pan. That's why I hike so much in hopes of sort of asserting my superiority over uh, nature and the animals yeah. there within. Yes, you good. Hope that you can be their lord. Since I'm lady. constrained by men so much in my day to day. Sure. You got to take it out on what you can. But she, uh, the fourth task that she gives herself is she says, and I'll use the broom. So I personally think, and I don't know how you guys feel, I think she got off easy. I think that the dishes tidying up the room and cleaning the fireplace are a lot harder than just walking around looking pretty with a broom. Super easy once you take into consideration her um, explanation once she starts singing about what you should do while sweeping. Yeah? Yeah. Imagine that the broom is someone you love. Right, right. And soon you find you're dancing to the tune that, like... But, like, dancing and sweeping are very different things because I've tried dancing around with a broom and usually people are just like, hey... Put that broom down. This isn't your house. Get out of here. But like maybe, I mean, maybe she's not even sweeping, you know, like as, as pertains to your previous hypothesis. But uh, no, it's interesting. Like <laughs> she chose the task that allowed her to like engage in the most uh, substantive romantic fantasy. Yeah, or- I think it's interesting that she, while everyone else is cleaning, she is, she can't escape sort of the, the theme of our first two songs, which was that she's yearning for this love. She, she's kind of, brought that back into it whereas the, i don't know the rest oh. of the song is all a bunch of cleaning and she's she's still thinking about prince snow back in in castleland no snow prince. prince but oh boy y'all i think that this might be the first of my famous amanda's wish upon a star theories 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 man we have some really nice echo effects on this show what if snow white is in a coven. <laughs> it's getting harder and harder to respond to these. I mean, I thought that parallel universe Greece was hard, but like <laughs> coven? What? Do you tell? Well, she okay. So a coven, for those of you who do not know, is a group of witches. You know, brought together for a common purpose. Sometimes it's geographic location only. Sometimes they're trying to accomplish a similar task. Sometimes like a witch it's just meetup group. Yeah, it's 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 meetup for witches, basically. Um, Bumble for witches, as it were. Um, and perhaps Snow White, when she... Because, this one, this land clearly has magic, right? Because there's a magic mirror. Right. And a curse. Right. Like, that's pre-established that there's magic here. And then Snow White, the first thing she do- does is go for the broom. Sweeping is not, like, the easiest task in this house. There's dust and dirt everywhere. There's spider webs all over the place. They've got furniture and rugs. It's going to be a pain in the neck to sweep. What does she do? She takes it and she starts to dance with it in the same way that witches were often said to dance naked in moonlight <laughs> around fires. Except she's not naked and there's no moonlight, but she does yeah. dance or as a well. Fire. Yeah. Well, there, there might be a fire in there. I don't remember the animation. You know what? Like, you, Amanda, I think that um, though your theory is absolutely bananas i think that the um say yes tor yes and i think i think the idea of putting together sort of an alternative snow white in which this theory plays out with like, in which <laughs> in which there's sort of more like nude dancing of the occult like is is a film i'd be willing to rent yeah 
<laughs> if it was still possible to rent you, you'd like to stream it you would like to stream <laughs> yeah. it on uh in on the plus on Twitch, Sorry, perhaps. You took you took me right back to my uh, my instinct days, and I, <laughs> I forgot about modern yeah. technology for a moment. Um, I want to ask Amanda. So last time you brought up a theory that she's really concussed this whole time. Uh, yes. So how does that work into this? Like, would, could this still be a fever dream, or uh, is she, like would her being in a coven? be just simply a part of that or is she no longer concussed you've thrown that theory aside in favor of this so i'd say i wouldn't say i've thrown it aside i would say that you know i want to keep a bunch of theory i like we've discussed before i do have a bachelor of science and science means you know you're always looking always searching for the next best theory next best idea that's actually what you gotta hypothesize exactly Mm -hmm. gotta hypothesize make a research statement by the poster board there's a lot of steps so this isn't just amanda's this isn't just amanda's theory corner this is amanda's scientific theory lab we, we've this is You're like, right that's catchier yeah. we should use that i mean yeah um yeah <laughs> all right well if unless anyone else has something to say about covens i think we should uh maybe move on to uh a little bit more of 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 the song and, and particularly uh the animation um if, if anyone had because uh, there's not too much going on with with the actual song um but we've got a whole Which lot actually, of action oh yeah let's go ahead one of the things i'd like to say about that they say whistle while you work snow white never whistles um but she she does she does sing that's like she whistle does, but she's she never whistles sing is like whistle. whistle like twice do, 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 do. Who did that? That one. That was beautiful. Was that Tori? Was that Tori? <laughs> that was Tori. <laughs> I thought that was Frodo. No. That was just a bird. That was just a bird in my uh, <laughs> in my apartment. Yeah. He just flew right in. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> All right. Never mind. I don't even need... I don't want to talk about the song anymore. I, I just want to... I want to explore this possibility. Some, <laughs> the hard time. work of this podcast was such that I needed to infuse a little bit of uh musicality to my my spirit <laughs> yeah uh i i guess you're right there is not there's no specific whistling so but but isn't doesn't whistle while you work sort of stand for it, metaphorically you know you get through the hard times again just kind of like our last song you're getting through the hard times with a song with music music is what's leading you through work which is Right. I, w- I would say it's thematically identical to the previous song, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. I think you can sort of interpret um, with sort of like more optimistic or pessimistic outlook, uh, which is to say, I think one could argue that both of these songs are coming from this really good place of like, we got to find joy in our lives wherever it might be hiding. And like, you know, like life is all about our perspective. Um, but sort of taking... You know, like last episode, we really we had some substantive discussion about whether Disney was basically like encouraging women to just like buck up and accept a life for themselves. And I feel like you could easily see this song as falling into the same that like this film is really just like a a strong push for women to just sort of be agreeable. Like you gotta you gotta smile even if things are terrible, even if somebody's trying to kill you, and like. You just got to do the damn housework that like, and then but, basically and, this is like, 
this is like why the feminine mystique had to be written, you know? Right. In like, fact, you could say the only thing that Snow White allows to be swept under the rug is feminism. Ayo! Whoa! Boom! Yeah, she... she... Yeah, she she shuts down those little squirrels. They they are like not under the, not under the rug. You know, they're just trying to clean it up, and she's like, "Nope." Okay, so here's the thing. I will say, at first glance, this, this does not seem like a feminist song, or movie, or era. <laughs> but if she's in a coven, maybe it's been feminist the whole time. Witches have often been traditionally ways of like vilifying. People who are just like trying to have equal equal rights for women. That's fair. It's not portrayed that way to us, though. So the the feminist viewer has to have caught the same undercurrent of witchery that you have, Amanda. Well, maybe this was not designed to be a regular movie. Maybe this was a movie in which there was a secret message hidden for covens of the 1930s, and it was like, hey, if you see a young girl dancing with a broom and doing no usable work with it. That's the signal. I mean, feminist theorists love nothing more, right, than sort of railing against Disney. I, I wonder, insofar as Snow White is not particularly like, what? Basically, I'm just curious as to what thoughts like the larger feminine feminist community has on this particular film. Yeah. Given, um, I mean, I think there's a clear undertone here of just like. You got to put on a smile and accept accept what's happening, and I, I, you know, that that housework can be a delight, and um, I mean that really now, was however, like a huge issue for people. Like, oh, am I supposed to be finding joy and meaning in like cleaning my house and rearing my kids? This is actually like mm. boring and upsetting and mundane, and you know, hence hence like the revolution that occurred. Now, I will say, and I. I do agree with all that. I'm not trying to play devil's advocate against feminism by any You're not trying to hate feminism? (laughs) But I, in a way, Snow White has a decent amount of agency in this. Like, she does end up doing the housework, but she does that of her own choice, and she does run away from an abusive environment. Admittedly, she is entering into someone else's home, so, like, the least she could do. If there's (laughs) not, like... If there's not an immediate Airbnb-type payment situation she can get involved with, the least she could do is is sort of clean up. Maybe she assumed it was like a co-op situation. Exactly. She was involved with something like that as an undergraduate, and she... uh, (laughs) Yeah, like, I would never go so far as to say this is like a feminist movie, but I think, like, of these early princesses, Snow White does better than some. Yeah, and like I was saying before, she does boss around the animals, I think, to some extent. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, she's, she's not taking orders. Even though she's the cleaner, she's clearly the chief cleaner. I think she gets off a little easy with the sweeping compared to some of the other stuff. I mean, you even, we yeah. even see her later. She's like just throwing clothes on top of one of the deers with on, with antlers. I mean, we can get yeah. to that later. But... Which means it's a male deer. Oh, so yeah. so she's, she's really putting down that man. But uh, what I want to do is, um, is go through kind of the process of the cleaning. Go through what each of the animals are up to. And I want to, before I... That sound like my mother. Before I open it, yes. <laughs> before I open it up, I watched a, a little, uh, about 30 minute, uh, making of Snow White that was on, it's just available on YouTube. Uh, and oh boy. it's actually pretty cool. Uh, they showed a lot of background information, but one of the things that it pointed out was that this whole, this whole song, as well as later on when we see the dwarves, it's full of these gags. Uh, and by gags, I mean, they're kind of like short 10 second little comedic bits, uh, uh, that are mm-hmm. mostly guided by the animation and not guided by, by the dialogue. 
you know, someone doing something funny, someone getting sure. in a funny situation. And that's that's actually really consistent with what Disney was doing at the time. Disney wasn't making grand romantic cinema movies. They were making right. these shorts that had all these funny little gags. And uh, for this movie, actually, Disney uh, said to all the animators, five bucks a gag, which at the time I think is probably a, a lot of money. It's, it's probably like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So Really? Yeah. So Wow. It was just come up with a gag that he thought was good and you got five bucks. Uh, so there was a lot of uh, incentive, incentive for these animators to come up with things, which is why we see so much of it right here in this song. We, mm-hmm. we see a lot of them. Um, and I, I don't know if you guys like thought any of them stuck out to you. Uh, we yes. mentioned, we've mentioned before the squirrels. Proto, are you, are you planning to pay me $5 per joke that I make while a uh, guest appearing here? Well, no, he gets $5 and you get four seventy five. Oh, oh. <laughs> men are the worst. Um, hey, high five through the microphone, Tori. Boom. Yeah, yeah, no, because I was I was planning on being like you know um, really like intellectual and dry, but if you just want comic relief, I'm I'm here. I'm yeah, here that, why do you think that I do this the way that I do? <laughs> Gotta eat. I mean, we had mentioned before the the squirrels are sweeping the. Uh, the dust under the rug, it's kind of along, they're sweeping, it kind of goes along with the beat. It's like, da-da-da-da-da, and they're sweeping along. Sweep, at, sweep, 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 sweep. And then she's like, no, no, no. And then they try to put it under into the mouse hole, and the mouse comes out, and he's like, what are you guys doing? You know, kind of like a sort of, <laughs> a, a very, like, 1930s type of mouse. You know, he's like, eh, get out of here. Um, yeah, I'm a mouse. I hate, I hate ye- people. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if, and that's probably our first. <laughs> also cats. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. Cats are the worst. I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just realized that's the first mouse we see in a full length Disney movie. Whoa. Well, I'm going to cry now. Yeah, and I gave guys, it a terrible accent. <laughs> this is so big. Yeah. Should we, Huge. let's just take a moment and appreciate this. Ready? Yeah. I guys, this was big. I'm glad to have been here to witness this. So I'll talk to you guys in a few weeks then for the next one. <laughs> Thank you. And this has been Wish. Uh, no, okay. Uh, that's a great. That's a great side podcast. Every instance of a mouse appearing in that. <laughs> don't film. give it. Don't give our our ideas away, Tori. Right. <laughs> I feel like you have a lot before you before this one's done. <laughs> oh yeah, um, Amanda. Are there hidden Mickey's in? Disney movies. I know that they're in Disney World, uh, but are there they... are, but not at this point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Hidden Mickey didn't really develop until. I mean, they had some instances, but I think most of them didn't really develop until the parks took off. Okay. Uh, and so now I will say, I said that with a lot of confidence in my voice. Mm-hmm. I have no idea when they started doing Hidden Mickey's. I just I sound very confident when I say things as a person. Yeah. So I used to be a tour guide, and so I just I made a lot of stuff up. All right. People pay me money, so like. But they're, they're not yet, and they do have them later. All right, well, I... When I, it happens, I will know. I will appreciate your answer for now uh, and trust you. Uh, any mm-hmm. other any other of these gags that you guys you guys thought were pretty interesting? Any any of them? Okay, so here's the thing that I would like to discuss. Mm-hmm. Got a bone to pick with Snow White. Okay. And it's with her sanity... Or not her sanity, um, her sanitary. Sanitary, yeah. Sanitary, there it is. Sanity, we'll see. But, like, her sanitary issues. Because... She yells at the deer when he licks the plate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, yes. cleaning, and the deer licks the plate, and she's like, oh, no, put it in the tub. Right before that, a squirrel was drawing a plate with its tail. There was squirrel <laughs> all over that plate. <laughs> but somehow a deer licking it, suddenly that's the worst thing you can do. And like, all of these animals have rabies. Like, 
the lick of a deer is not going to be what pushes this over the edge into unhygienic territory. And that is, like, what animals do to clean, like, yeah. stuff and each other, man. Yeah. They're supposed to wiping their butts on it. Yeah. Like the squirrels are doing. But instead they just, they end up throwing everything into the tub, uh, which, like, I don't think... Definitely smashing everything. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I was I was surprised. I was sort of, like, pleasantly surprised that the plates didn't smash, because I was, like, sort of expecting the, like, the loud crashy sound, and I was like, but... No. Honestly, I bet smashing plates were a lot harder to animate because of all the little pieces. Mm. Yeah, that's probably true. Good, good non-jokey response. Very good point. Yeah, I do. I tried to do one per episode. A million tiny little pieces. Um, the uh, disgrace uh, memoir of James Cray. Anyway, talk. Uh, sure. Yeah, but the squirrel. We, this is this is a, a problem that yeah. America needs to solve. I just I just think that she's getting kind of uppity about the deer looking, and I think that like. She's cut the deer some slack because at least he's not wiping his butt all over it. Yes, agreed. <laughs> he he probably is now that she's getting uppity. Yeah. It's like fine, you don't want my tongue. How about the other end? Do 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 do. <laughs> Sorry if you did bleep all those out, bro. I don't know what your bleeping level is. Yeah, I'm gonna have to decide. This that's like a, this is a good test case <laughs> for me to decide if if <laughs> is a word that needs to be bleeped because uh, I have we haven't encountered this yet. So Ooh, should we keep saying? Would that be helpful, or...? Uh, <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> um, but then, moving on, uh, there's some other gimmicks. We have the, there's a chipmunk playing... Or two chipmunks playing with two spider webs. One of them falls in a sock. One of them encounters the spider uh, and kind of has, like, a little stare down. That's some good stuff. Uh, hey, I don't like spiders, so I did not care for that bit. Made me very nervous. Yeah. Uh... Tori, Amanda, any any other one of these gags? Anything else tickle your fancy or startle you? So I think the other thing that I was a little bit concerned about was the haunted beer stein. Mm. Mm. It, Let me explain. Was it like a music box? That's what I thought it was. But So like, yeah. So for those of you not like obsessively watching frame by frame, at one point two squirrels, because it's always the damn squirrels, yeah. are like sweeping with their tails and their butts and like sweep this beer stein, which starts humming like, music plays from it of some sort, but it does start moving and dancing. Mm. Like, the beer sign is moving. Right. And I've never seen a mu- music box where the whole box, like, leapt around. So it has to be haunted, right? Did Did you see Beauty and the Beast? That's true. So this Cross is Chip? Potential. Chip, it, Chip time-traveled. This is Chip's mm. grandfather. Um, so I don't want to burst your, your uh, haunted bubble, but, well... I don't know if this is going to do anything, but... My uh, bubble's not haunted, it's it, just the beer stein. It, in the prior scene, uh, between before the song starts, there's this other little gag where there, there's some dust, and then three animals all sneeze one at a time, and a little chipmunk does end up falling into this beer stein. Oh, um, Oh, I missed it off. Frodo, man, I had a whole thing about, like, well, 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 if you could cut the other movie in, like, you got a horror movie out of Snow White, and, like, using the beer sign, it was gonna be funny, but, like, whatever, I don't even want to do it now, I guess. Well, okay, but but (laughs) it's still, it's still on the table, because that sound is not a sound that a chipmunk makes. A chipmunk does not make a music box sound. That is not... Well, they don't sweep either, Frodo, but, you know, we just, we can't all have dreams, I guess. Let's, maybe this chipmunk died, and now haunts the beer stein. Maybe he was suffocated, because he he didn't have any air. 
Were you saying that over the course of this song, a chipmunk has suffocated yeah. inside a beer stein? Yes, and now now you can go ahead. Now it, it's haunted. Now now what happens? What what is the, what hap, How does this become? Where would that take Snow White if this wasn't indeed haunted? Where is, is the horror film? Well, I would like to talk about the horror film about how you just suffocated a baby chipmunk. Chipmunks are my favorite woodland creatures. You can't kill one. I mean, they do die. Yeah. Like it, it no, no, not chipmunks. My grandmother once found, like, a dead baby chipmunk on her back porch, and she, like, put it in, I don't know if it was water. I feel like she, she submerged it in some sort of liquid so that I could come over and see it. And I was like, this is not the sort of thing you should save for me. Like, I don't... Anyway, it was, it was a troubling moment in my youth. Oh my God, you are old. It's like when a, a flower, <laughs> you know, a flower that gets picked and you, you put it in water to keep it alive. A, 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 dead, a chipmunk that looks dead, you just drown it and hope that that, that that works. Like, well, I'm not sure it's dead, but it will be soon. Maybe it'll grow. <laughs> Maybe it'll grow. What, now, what did dead chipmunks grow into? <laughs> this is a good question. Oh, I, I don't even know. Come on. <laughs> You're going and too far. Going on, Chip like, or Dale. I feel like that's really making me think some interesting thoughts. Like the idea of like, if you have a caterpillar that you kill while it's a caterpillar, mm-hmm. like, does it like become a butterfly in heaven or is it like condemned to caterpillar status forever? Ooh, or will it become a zombie butterfly? I, I like, this is really going to stick with me. Well, so is the death. <laughs> well, I would think that they couldn't age once they die. I think that, that you know, it, it, in a zombie like movie... When ch- like, or, like when children go to heaven, do they just stay children? Well, so I, I don't watch... Oh boy. I don't watch uh, uh, Walking Dead, but I Me assume... Neither. I assume there are, like, children zombies. I assume that, like, the there are zombies that are, like, small Ooh. children. And okay, so I, w- <clears throat> I will say, I've been doing a lot of zombie research lately. I'm doing this Apocalypse play, which, by the way, if you're in D.C. or in the area, Noah Apocalypse opens August 30th, closes September 18th, um, 21 and over, live art D.C. It's going to be super cool. Anyway. Wait, that's that's where I live. Maybe I'll Yeah, come. I know. You should come see it. It's in a bar. There's drinking and games and stuff and a lot of death and it's apocalyptic retelling of a biblical story with lesbians. So it's really right up your alley. I, I do love the apocalypse and girl on girl action. Uh, what do you know? What the name of the bar is? Yeah, it's DC Reynolds. Cool. All right, maybe we'll go. Yeah, everyone who's listening should come. I don't care where you live, Frodo. I expect to see you there too. Yes, I'll I'll get on a plane uh, from my undisclosed uh, living s- situation and location. We uh, guys, we should we should just uh, do an episode of the podcast like live at DC Reynolds. Perfect. That'll definitely be good for the sound quality. Yes, that, that'll that'll really bring in the the publicity. We maybe after your show, you can just be like, everyone, listen to my Disney podcast. Yeah, in case you enjoy this apocalyptic retelling of a biblical story, you might enjoy a podcast where I go through Disney songs one you, by one. You might enjoy a podcast about a haunted chipmunk and uh, yeah. and his his friends that like to clean a lot. Were the off color jokes the only part you enjoyed about this play? Do I have the podcast for you? anyway so zombies so the basic zombie theory is that like your body is like you don't like immediately become terrible but like you are gonna break down so like you can run really fast when you first become a zombie but like as if you break an arm like it won't heal like if your muscle tears like Mm. that won't work so there's just no energy left in you to generate age Mm. gotcha yeah all right, yeah. th- that's fair. Um, I think yeah. we're gonna we're gonna reel it on back to Snow White now, um, and and uh, 
figure out what some of these other animals are doing. But thank you yep. for that, Amanda. Um, I'm going to go to my, what I think is the most noteworthy gimmick uh, or Ooh. gag here. And that is uh, what I'm going to dub the chipmunk turtle sex scene. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, now, I don't know if any of you guys uh, saw it that way, but did you all mm. notice when the turtle is in the water and the chipmunk is washing a shirt on him as if he is a washing board. You all you all saw this scene? I did see that. I would also like to say that all the animals in here are of age. Right. Um so what happens if you if you haven't seen it recently, uh there's uh so there's several raccoons out in like a little water pond thing washing clothes on a washing board. But then the chipmunk doesn't have his own washing board. He's using like essentially the abs or the underbelly of the turtle to wash the shirt perfect but then a couple birds come and try to take the the shirt because they're gonna ultimately hang it up to dry and what happens is in all this force the chipmunk ends up stuck in the turtle <laughs> shell with them and then you know it's like all sorts of mayhem and then they they kind of they're both startled but then they turn to each other and smile as they're ah! both they're both in the shell, and I think the next scene is them both going back in the shell and and getting it on. <gasps> oh my goodness! Do you think this is what John Green's new book is about? I don't. I don't follow. I'm sorry. Okay, well, so for those of you who are not deeply engro- entrenched in the young adult book community, like I, I am, I, I saw the trailer to The Fault in Our Stars, um, so I know a little bit. So, is this new? movie about first off it's a book so shut your ignorant mouth just right off the bat and two maybe it's like a pre-movie yeah it's a pre yeah okay gotcha (laughs) but so like so for those of you not aware frodo and tori Mm -hmm. john green's new book that got announced pretty recently is coming out this fall big deal and it's called turtles all the way down oh god Wait, Which guys, not... I gotta put it out there. People use that expression all the time, and I never know what it actually Wait, means. Wait, what? That's a real expression? I wanted to make it an expression. What, that does, was it, my what whole... does it mean? Um, so I was gonna ask you, I could I could look it up, I suppose. Um, I feel like people use it as sort of like a, um, like, and the rest follows from there. But wait, I'm gonna look it up, because I, I actually... Um, so... That seems to me like it's almost like a slippery slope type of thing. Like it's, yeah. you know, like it, it wants you to start slip- this thing and then it just turtles all the way down. Right. It just turtles all the way down. Turtles all it, the way down. This is uh, I'm quoting Wikipedia right here. Turtles all the way down is an expression of the infinite regress problem in cosmology posed by oh, the unmoved course. mover paradox. The Stupid John Green, of course the, it is. The metaphor in the anecdote represents a popular notion um, of the model that Earth is actually flat and is supported on the back of a world turtle, which itself is propped up on a column of turtles. Questioning oh what the final turtle might be standing on, the anecdote humorously concludes that it is turtles all the way down. See, and this is just, this is typical. Like, and I, I love John Green. He's a wonderful author. But you know that that's going to be quoted nearly word for word in the book somewhere. It's like the big climactic final scene. Although, like, wait, I'll throw some infinities are bigger than other infinities. It's just turtles all the way down. <clears throat> Maybe we should be just embarrassed for ourselves and that Wikipedia holds that this phrase has been commonly known. It doesn't just say, like, <laughs> has been in existence. This phrase has been commonly known since at least the early 20th century. <laughs> <laughs> not even beating the early 20th century. They've, they've told us that comparable metaphor is the chicken and the egg problem. That is not um, a comparable metaphor. 
I mean, I still also, don't feel like I still don't feel like I totally know what this expression means. Other, like, right. I guess it's just sort of like you can never know the truth. Like it's just like this sort right. of like yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's like an infinite. Like it's sort of an infinity paradox. Like yeah, and that just like you can never if you're like if you keep saying that like things keep going, then where do they stop? Which is a really bad way of summarizing that. Summarizing that. Right. You can but sort like, of like there's that that like. I mean, I guess it really just gets to the question of, like, what is truth, mm-hmm. right? We can just descend, we can descend infinitely far, like, not really knowing uh, right. what's going on. Which is basically, like, I feel like, actually, over the course of the past two podcast episodes, that is effectively what I've done in questioning whether um, With a Smile and a Song and Whistle While You Work are expressions that, like, should make us feel good to be alive or horrified with Disney's anti-feminist stance. Um, nice, bringing just, it back. Good work. It's just it's just turtles all the way down, guys. It's just turtles all the way down. Right. But when I say turtles, turtles all the way down, I'm specifically referring to the fact that I think the turtle and the chipmunk are having sex. Just to bring it back to where I, I brought this up. Well, then I hope that turtle's going all the way down. Hey! hey. High fives! Um, wow. That's a real interspecies situation right there. Yeah, that's an interesting point about the interspecies thing, because maybe this is a more progressive movie than we all thought. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Can you imagine if they had a baby chipmunk that looked just like a chipmunk, but it had a shell? Oh. It'd be a much safer chipmunk than the average chipmunk. It, it would survive in water, too, if, if, if Tori's <laughs> grandma put it in. Ninja chipmunks, teenage This is how we see evolution ninja in... Ninja chipmunks, teenage ninja chipmunks, chipmunks in a half shell. Chipmunk power. Anyway. <laughs> Tori, remember, we, we grew up in the 90s, not the late 80s like you. Yeah, we're not, we're not early <laughs> 60s kids or whatever that came out. <laughs> Early 60s. Yeah, you mid-30s kids are all the same. <laughs> you Ninja Turtles and your food stamps. Um, yeah, Turtles. Uh, so Turtles all the way down, man. That's what this whole podcast all the way is. Down. That should be like a really, that should be like a recurring theme. Yeah on this podcast well well we're gonna see more from the turtle later we can see if his uh his relationship has progressed uh but he he definitely pops up later in the movie Uh, i hope so i hope they're happy so i actually want to sort of change gears here a little bit and speak about this song holistically not so much for its musical elements Mm -hmm. or historical elements or anything like that uh i guess like just the thing that immediately stood out to me about this song was the fact that this is the song I already knew, hence the fact that I did nothing to prepare for this episode. Right. That, um, you know, this song is super famous, right? Mm. Like, this is yeah. the song everybody knows, and uh, there's, like, all sorts of weird parody versions yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's interesting that it's it's not a very long song. I mean, it's long because think, there's there's all this musical interlude with the animals, but there's, right, one, but there's like, one verse. Um, the, yeah, the, it's the YouTube, not very interesting. If you if you like YouTube it, I think you get a clip that's like forty seven seconds long. Yeah. Um, and and also like whistle while you work is a an expression that caught on. Like it's not just the song mm. that is popular, but that really entered into our vernacular mm. as an expression that everybody knows and uses with regularity. Um, which is you know like it could have just as easily been like. With a smile and a song. That, yeah, it, with, mean, a, with a smile right. and a song is catchy, uh, but we say whistle while you work all the time. Or maybe I just work at a whistle factory, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, I mean, it, like, yes, this might be a little bit better of a tune, a little bit more um, upbeat and bouncy than with a smile and a song, but it's not like if you 
brought these to a civilization that had never heard it, you wouldn't necessarily know, oh, this is the song that everyone knows, and this is the one nobody knows. Or, or, or even with I'm Wishing, you wouldn't necessarily know which one was the the one that caught on. But for whatever reason, this is uh, a song that that you wouldn't, that everybody knows it. And, and I um, even... Now, I, ca- I actually can talk to a little bit about why it got so popular. Oh, yeah, then, then go ahead. Yeah, some of the rest of us do research, too, every now and again, Frodo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think part of it, too, is that, like, it really got, it caught on quickly in the 30s. Because, mm-hmm. like, the movie came out in 1937, right? And in 1938, it was heard in the Oscar-winning um, Frank Copper film, You Can't Take It With You. Okay. Which, like, won an Oscar and is crazy famous. And so that probably, that helped elevate it from, not that Disney was, like, a children's thing at the time. Because people, everyone was going to go, see, was seeing Snow White, no matter what your age was. It was the movie that mm-hmm. was out. Um, for your nickel, but like it was, it was a real Titanic. Am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, my, then, but did did uh, Adriana, whatever her Masoletti, did she sing it in that? Because Capra also directed uh, the It's a Wonderful Life, which I, I mentioned. Uh, she also yeah. appeared in. But do you? Yeah, I, I believe that they used. Um, I believe that they used Adriana Cassoletti, as well for yeah, the movie. That's... Yeah. Well, um, and I mean, it was also in the 1941 um, film noir crime drama Out of the Fog. Um, and then it wasn't heard again until 1959 for Alvin and the Chipmunks, at least in a popular enough movie to be featured in this Wikipedia article. But, um, this, I mean, they were just parodies of it all over the place. My, my, favor- my favorite item from the Wikipedia page is that apparently it was cool to sing on playgrounds the following kids' ditty... <laughs> Man, I wasn't gonna say this work. one, but you, you go ahead and sing it. Oh, oh, sorry. If you're if you're ready to rock, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Whistle while you work. Hitler is a jerk. Mussolini is a weenie, and his prick don't work. Which I, I though I am a little older than you, did not come up on my particular playground. We right, were just yeah. mocking the uh, Barney theme song. Um, but like that is a real sign of a song's popularity if like fascist leaders are being mocked by children right, it, uh, using its central melody. Yeah, it, it reminds me of the, the Jingle Bells Batman smells. Uh, yeah, yeah, Robin laid an egg. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? I just want to respond to your earlier point about, you know, this song gained acclaim via continued use, like via its position in the Frank Capra film that like, I mean, or is it the case that it just was the hit song from this movie and thus people wanted to continue using it? It's a real chicken or the egg uh, situation here, right? Turtles hey, all the way turtles down. Turtles all the way down. <laughs> well, Amanda, you mentioned that it uh, it was used continuously, and then it was even, I want to point out, used... Uh, Louis Armstrong did a, a cover version of it, and that was used as recently as 2016 when it appeared in a Samsung Galaxy Note 7 commercial. And I don't know if you guys... Remember uh, ye old Samsung Galaxy Note Seven, but that was the phone that was like blowing up on on planes and stuff, and and got banned. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not 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 blowing up in the hip cool no, way you no, kids use that all. word, like literally no, no. exploding. <laughs> in that case, it's whistle while you, uh, I guess, don't work. I, I don't know, it, but yeah, but it's the kind of song that you know you can use in a marketing ad for you know trying to appeal to kids. That's true. And, the, the 21st century and it's not like they're like what is that song they're like oh yeah i know that song it's whistle while you work um mm-hmm. now did you guys did your parents like sing this to you to get you to clean up around the house no no 
Mm. Yeah, mine neither. We, we did the cleanup song from Barney. Um, I mean, it, it's similar. It kind of reminds me of A Spoonful of Sugar, um, which is like... Oh, yeah, which I think is a yeah. much better song. Um, but... But that's a similar kind of idea of, you know, we're we're singing and we're getting our, our stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, but A Spoonful of Sugar does not have a, a Ying Ying Twins cover, which this song does... Uh, Ying Ying Twins sampled this in 2000 for Whistle While You Twerk, which is a real song, so you guys can check that out. And once you've, once you've started doing that, I mean, it, it really is just turtles yes. all the way down. <laughs> Whistle While You yeah. Twerk. Yeah, man. <laughs> awesome. Well, should we grade it? Yeah, I guess we... Uh, does anyone else have anything to say? Any more uh, observations before we get on to the review? Uh, take that as a no. No. <laughs> Hard pass. I feel like this is just one of those situations where it is really difficult to listen to this song with any sort of objectivity because you mm-hmm. just know it so well. I, you know, it's just so like so clearly it, it'd be like as if, you know, you were grading creative writing assignments and someone had slipped like Hamlet in there and it was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, do you think right. this is like, oh, well, and it'd just be like, um, I, I have no way of I have no way of assessing yeah. whether I you did thought you didn't follow the assignment. This is five thousand hours long. <laughs> it's it's unclear whether I would be able to assess whether that was a good piece of writing at face value. Um, so I, I mean I think I like this song because it's mm. catchy, which is basically the same as saying like this song already is something I know, so mm-hmm. it feels catchy. Um, but I would say that I think there's um, like a real cuteness to this song that appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's I think it's a little bit charming. Um, I like all the gags yeah. that go on. Um, yeah, I, they are. I, I, I feel like it's just like a fun entity to witness. I was certainly caught off guard by how mm. short it was. Like it felt yeah. like a missed yeah. opportunity that this is. Once she stops singing and we go into the the cleaning up, up montage. She just comes back in for a so whistle while you work, and that's it. That's how it ends. There, there's no second verse uh, that, we, <laughs> that we wait for, so there's not really much payoff at the end. Right. It just feels like um, incomplete. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that might be the I'm grade. Like, I'm, I'm a little a lot worried of, about hi ho now. I'm gonna give it a grade of incomplete. Oh, okay. Right? Oh, oh right. It's, snap! It's, yeah. No, it's similar went full to like, teacher uh, on it. Yeah. No, like you have students who like do a work, you know, all semester, but they like drop out of school in November. You're not going to give them an A for the year. You're going to be like, man, what wasted potential. But I, so, I, but I like Did it. you like, did uh, you like it more than uh, with a smile and song if we're comparing? Oh, for sure. For sure. And I thought um, our, our leading lady's voice, which I often find incredibly grating was uh, slightly less, less mm-hmm. terrible in this. I found, I found the, nice a little bit more comfortable to listen to also. Um, I'll go next. Uh, so I agree for the most part. Um, I I mean, again, it, it's it's something that, that you, you've always known. It, it's akin to a Jingle Bells. It's akin to, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, a, a, just a, a song or a happy birthday song. It's like, it's on that level in the American public conscience where it's like, oh, it's just a song that you mm-hmm. know. It, yeah, it's so hard to separate this from anything... Uh, and see it objectively, like Tori said. Uh, but there's a few things I do like about it. I think it's it has the most uh, has the best melody of any of the uh, songs we've heard so far. Um, it's it's a little bit. Uh, there's not really a verse chorus. There's not really much of a chorus because it just goes, you know, whistle while you work. So that's that's and then that's just repeated, and that's really just a verse. And I guess that this chorus is really more of just like a so whistle while you work. I, I don't know. Um, 
So it's, it has a little bit of an odd format, but it still has been really catchy. It is the most catchy song we've heard so far because it's it's really the, oh, it's for the sure. one with the best melody. Um, I also like, uh, even though there's it's not very long in terms of the lyrics, I like how it sounds when we go into the montage of the animals, um, particularly mm-hmm. once the raccoons start going. There's kind of this like syncopated version where it's like, dun-dun-dun-da-da, which is, uh, I like that, it's kind of jazzy. Yeah. Uh, and I think it just gives the song a very bouncy, happy f- feel, and for that reason, I'm going to give it a B plus, which is the highest grade I've given so far. Yeah, look at for you, bouncy. B plus for bouncy. Nice, I'm into it. I um, so so I do like this song, and I do think it's obviously like culturally um significant. catchy, culturally catchy is the alliterative mm-hmm. phrase I was going for. But, like, when I think of iconic Snow White songs that are, like, super part of the culture, I don't think of this one. I think of Hi-Ho. That's fair. fair. So, like, and, like, we'll discuss that one later, but, like, Mm -hmm. this one is nice. But, like, I think I'm going to give it 5 out of 10 poison apples. I don't think it gets above a 5. Oh, okay. That's fair. So that's lower lower than you gave both I'm Wishing and one song. I'll I'll give it 6 out of 10 poison apples. I, so now it now it's now it's tied with them. Okay, that's fine. Because I do like the turtles. Well, you have to you have to break the tie though. You can't just you can't give me give me three songs that you think are all the same. If, <laughs> if you had to, if you it, you can give it a six, but if you had to go one song, I'm wishing in this. Where would it? Where would this rank? It would be one song. This I'm wishing. Okay. I love. I, 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 I like. I like a singing guy. What can I say? Um, the viewers appreciate your your decision-making ability. I, I appreciate them as well. I don't know how they're viewing me, and I, I sure hope they're not. I am lying on a pile of laundry to muffle sound again. <laughs> well, so. well they can, if, they can, if they can click your voice, they're, they're viewing you. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm so sorry. I should, I've, I just, I've, been, I've been busy. You know, it's just it's a useful way to do it. I'm going to clean the bottom layer again. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> on that note, uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, both uh, to you, Amanda, uh, for your fourth time, and to you, Tori, for your second time. Yeah. Uh, this has been from the lawyer. This is Amanda, the person. And uh, your dear friend, Tori Bat. Sign the yeah. Up. And this has been Wish a Pot a Star. It's just turtles all the way down, baby. You get it? Because we said it earlier. So it's like a reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>